I have something to tell you. Edward says, and he looks constipated, but honestly, he always looks like someone shoved some particular bad-smelling cheese under his nose. Okay, cool. I have something to tell you too, she says, and then we can say it together. How about it? Together at the same time? And he looks so surprised with this suggestion, it's almost cute. This guy. Yeah, you ready? A deep breath. On three. Wait, hold on. On three or after? Two. Bella, on three? Is it on three? Three. Your sister is hot. (laughs) A beat. Oh shit, you're what? If I was a drag queen, my name would be Granny Smith. Oh, okay. Bitter, sour, no. green, bad apple. Bright acidity. No. Nope. Mouthwatering. No. Funny but juicy. If you want to be funny but juicy, you got to be a pink lady. No. Funny but juicy is Granny Smith all the way. I have no teeth. I have green hair. <laughs> and I spit lemon juice on the ground. <laughs> Okay, now I do want to see this clean. Welcome to our podcast. Edward is a Granny Smith. Our biggest fights between Maggie and myself are two things. One, if Granny Smiths are a good apple to eat normally, and the answer is no, they're bad. They are great. They're, they're the best apple. They're, they're, a, they're the only apple They're to eat. a bad apple. Um, hashtag bad apple. Um, get, it, get it trended. Get it started. Chris, you're confused with Bad Santa. <laughs> oh, you're right. My favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing Maggie and I fight about all the time directions. is directions of how, how to get, to, get somewhere. to a place. Whether or not we should take the bus. In Bloomington, <laughs> which is where Chris and I went to college, we would uh, be just walking. Now as New Yorkers, we know no distance. Two minutes somewhere. Yeah. And I would be like, yeah, but the bus stop is right here and it goes right to where we're going. We should just wait for the bus and take it. And Chris would be like, no, we should walk. And I'd be like, okay, we should take the bus. And we would fight like this. And our big joke is that we were going to have a podcast where we just argue about. Where we just start recording. And in a way, we started that podcast here where we just argue about the direction that this book is going in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, welcome to our podcast. I'm Maggie. I'm Chris. And we have a very special guest. A very special guest. They are uh, an academic. Um, uh, an academic. Eek. I-Q-U-E. Dyke, I was trying to make it work. It doesn't oh. work totally. <laughs> we tried. We've got them on the academic mic right here. And Chris is going to introduce them, I think. I am? I'm going to put the pressure all on Chris. Uh, I think we've done so much intro. There only can be one real intro, which is have them talk themselves. All right. It's our good friend Morgan. Hello. Hi. This is exactly how I hope someone would introduce me if I ever win an award. Just like, and like floundering, knowing rambling. nothing about me. <laughs> <laughs> we know about you. We know things. Morgan and I uh, met in Greece. In Greece, yeah. very sister of the traveling pants. Seem wild. <laughs> uh, we were there studying writing. I think the wildest part of that whole study abroad experience was that he told us that he taught Jewel how to play guitar. Like she didn't oh, yeah. know music before that, and he said, "I made Jewel." She would be nothing without me. <laughs> we were playing, good I don't remember what, but we were playing a harmless game heads at up. dinner. We were playing Heads Up, the Ellen DeGeneres game. 
Yeah, the, whole, the wholesome game. game. A very wholesome game, a game at that dinner. I hate. Nothing else was happening. It was dinner. And he <laughs> screamed at us. <laughs> I have never been yelled at by a teacher <laughs> like I was by this professor. We were adults in Greece. <laughs> and he yelled at us and we all looked at each other like, how do we recover? As from in, like, this? would you just think it was inappropriate for you to be at a restaurant playing heads up? It was outside. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no one else he, there. He, know, he knows the land. You know the classic Greek saying, put your head up at dinner. <laughs> Sailor's warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, eat the table grapes before the bread gets there. <laughs> table's, table's boon. <laughs> also, <laughs> table's boon. Is that a name? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Morgan and I met in Greece, but uh, we became slow friends in Greece, but fast friends stateside Mm -hmm. i think we were in a long distance relationship for years there was like a span of two years where we hadn't seen each other in person at all but we would like pretty exclusively talk on the phone text in a group message send each other memes this is a very cute it was a wonderful relationship yeah we were like teens that met online who didn't meet because we we were both fans of I'm guessing Winona Earp, and we didn't meet for three years until we finally saved up enough money to go to the Toronto Comic Con uh-huh. together. We should have filmed one of those reunion videos, you know, where they run in slow we motion into each other's arms. Which, the place we did finally meet back up in the States was the Lincoln Memorial at the, the Women's March. <laughs> It was the day after the Women's March. It was dawn, and we were at the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> that's a place to cry. And then we walked to the Martin Luther King Memorial. And that's the American dream. That's it. <laughs> that is the American dream. Okay, cue America the Beautiful. Ma, ba, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, take this time now to call your loved ones. But yes, <laughs> Morgan has ran on the cars now. Remember your loved ones and hug in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Thank you. Well, we're really excited <laughs> to have you on here um, for our very special extra podcast episode. This is not related to any of the canon. We are today going to be doing a little mini dive into fan fiction because we're in between books and we thought this is the time now that we really can explore what's going on in the seedy underbelly. A lot of people on Instagram have been begging us to do a fan fiction episode. So this is this is it. As we said in the first episode, this is the people's pod, and we're giving them the people's app. With this the, is with the people's words. This. So if you hate this episode, tough luck, you asked for it. <laughs> this is your fault. Uh, you already heard an excerpt. We're going to have excerpts throughout. They are wild. Of fanfics, and they are truly wild. We're picking, obviously, ones that we think are especially wild. My hot take is, is there a good one? Who knows? Who knows? We've yet to be sent a good one. It's going to, it's like, I think it's going to be like panning for gold, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have the time to become a Twilight fanfic prospector, so I haven't. That's true. Like, I'm sure there are some, because there are, you know, I'm sure, really smart, capable people who make them, just like there are smart, capable people who make fan films. We've all seen that weird hmm. one where it's a Slytherin and they're okay. We Maggie has watched no. the, this one where it's something to do with a Slytherin. But I think all the good fan fictions might be lost on live journal blogs that went out of hmm. business. MySpace. You know? MySpace. RIP. RIP MySpace. 
this is not a Harry Potter podcast, so we won't talk about Harry Potter fanfic, but Harry Potter basically invented fanfic. We can all agree. And let's hope that Twilight perfected it. <laughs> let's hope that Twilight took the model and said, you know what? Beep, beep, boop, boop, ba This is jazz now, oh, baby. Because Twilight, like. <laughs> is that an accurate history of jazz, Morgan? Yeah, that's it. Thank that's you. exactly it. That's Morgan good. is uh, our industry expert in uh, history and fan fiction. Geography, actually. I'm a geographer. Yeah, but you're also history. I guess you're right. The history of geography. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, isn't all geography just the history of rocks? Ooh. <laughs> That's geology. <laughs> but very <laughs> close. I was ready to ask you questions about rocks. Oh, I have so many <laughs> questions about basalt. Um, please tell us about geography because in our house, I am constantly uh, put on blast, as the teens say, for being really bad <laughs> at geography. Famous. Our housekeeper, Janine, really likes to read me about not being able to, um, what? I'm trying to follow the train of this sentence. My housekeeper- Reads me about trying to- <laughs> My housekeeper, to- Janine, makes fun of me because I can't, I often cannot name the five Great Lakes. Well, once I s- said that the Great Salt Lake was one of them, so <laughs> I don't know either. And oh, he really stood by it. I also can't name the five Great Lakes, though. I bet you could if you thought about it. Okay, we're going to think about this really hard over this break. And we're going to come back with them. With We're going to finally We're going to write a, a rap about the five great lakes. <laughs> Here we go. Really just kind of want to open up the conversation with asking our guest Morgan here. Um, what was your um, kind of intro to fan fiction? Everyone has this ta- Please tale. give us an abstract on your experience with fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I think I found, I think I found fan fiction. I must have been like 12, 13. I almost like middle responded to that age. as saying hot. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say that's peak fan fiction age. That is, I, I think feel yeah. that. I think that it peaks at 12, it dips down mm-hmm. again, and then it peaks 35. back up again at 35. 35. <laughs> yeah. We're right in the slump for a fan fiction audience. It's middle exactly. schoolers and their teachers. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I found it, I think the first time I found fan fiction, I was on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And I was big. I was, um, I was a gleek. I, I'm sorry. Is that a disease? <laughs> I think it is a disease. Of the it mind. is a disease. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, I'm still being served like Glee TikToks and Glee ads. I think. Um, I think Gen Z is back into Glee, or is Glee forever going to be? I think Gen Z of... is now like, oh, Glee was so bad, we can make fun of it. So oh yeah, is, for sure. Is Glee or the is Gen Z doing our podcast for Glee? Here's the thing. When Glee was first coming out, I was like just understanding irony and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is funny. This is campy. This will go. This could be fun. And it was like that for about an episode and a half. And then they were like, here's a wheel of social issues. Let's spin it and see <laughs> what we can take down this yeah, week. I've seen the uh-huh. pilot. And I was like, oh, this is like a fun satire. And then you watch the next episode and you're like, oh, it was sold to a network and they neutered it. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so yeah. you're looking up Gleek fan fiction. <laughs> again not sounds, by not by name sounds gross but- <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like star some sort of star trek uh like a species oh the gleek mm-hmm. the gleek i think i found fan fiction when i at the same time that i realized that i was gay and there were like three lesbian couples on tv say more 
this is such a tell. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You were like, I'm just going to, I'm just, wow, those characters are my favorite ones. I wish they were my friends. I'm just going to look them up online and see what, what? happens when they're both together mm-hmm. in a room for so long yes. alone. <laughs> oh, what? That's what happens? I don't know if that means anything about me. Let me Google, am I gay? <laughs> quiz. I did take a lot of am I gay quizzes. <laughs> but I also, I think maybe this was a telltale sign. I think I... I loved Glee because I liked the characters, but I also recognized the show was so bad. So I was like, I would read a lot of AU, alternate universe fan fictions, where it would take the good qualities of the characters, just put them in a different environment, typically like college roommates, one has a crush on the other, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, which Are really morphed my expectations for college. the parts of Glee aren't the... The high school elements? Or are you saying that some of the, <laughs> the characters are nice? So we put a nice character somewhere else and that counts as fan fiction? Oh yeah, all the bad all of the bad parts of the show were that it was in high school and unrealistic, I think. Also the singing. I just didn't want to see Mr. Shoe anymore. Look, <laughs> we're we, in the fight. We, we don't have a we don't run a glee fanfiction fight podcast. We That's simply true. cannot get down this rabbit hole. Which would right. be called Take It to the Gleek. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, Maggie, please. Maggie, <laughs> she loved that so much. Uh, and I'm neutral on it. Uh, it was yet an, another take it to the brink reference on this. Great. Um, my relationship with the fan fiction is um, like just skimming, knowing that it exists. I never like really read deeply. I never was like, oh, I want to watch Lost, read Lost fan fiction. Oh, well, that would be bad. That would be bad. My favorite show as a 12-year-old was Lost. But I was never like, man, I want to watch Sun and Jin really kiss more. (laughs) (laughs) And why would you want to watch that? (laughs) Or like, what's Sawyer getting up to these days? I'm sure they're all Sawyer Kate Kate fan things. I think... Jack Sawyer. Joyer. Lawyer. I think... Think fan fiction is like Suck. I don't know a space in which young queer kids I use the word kids specifically can With like read about things they want for themselves but aren't real but also it like there's this fine line because at some point like you get to the side of queer fan fiction where it's like Harry Styles and Louis what's his name Tom Armstrong. Winston like people Louis have Armstrong. real life people fan fictions and oh, I yeah, will it's, say it's like K-pop fanfic. It's like oh, yeah. getting weird. Exactly. I think I will it's say... weird to ship real people. Yes. Yeah, it's like the people who would talk about like the Stranger Things kids, and you're like, these are real life children. Children, yeah. yes. Please stop. But you I... were not real life children, Bella Swan and Edward Cullen, a real life hundred year old child. Mm-hmm. So what's the ethics there? <laughs> Hard to know. <laughs> I must admit, though, I have read. Oh, oh no! At least. At least one Fifth Harmony fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) At least one. You know it's more. You've read a couple to find a good one. I'm I'm trying not to let my... What are they like um, on the tour bus? Let your audience know that I'm a person getting a PhD who will eventually be teaching their children. And I have read (laughs) Camila Cabello, Lauren Haraki fan fiction. (laughs) 
this sounds like you went on another podcast and they challenged you to read it because that sounds like something only our age comedians would possibly write and be interested in. Uh-huh. That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, fan fiction, you know, it's, an ex- it's a space to explore. I, yeah. There is something funny about like the the tropes that we imagine exist without mm. knowing, like you said, are they on their tour bus and it just is, they're so tired or like <laughs> they were practicing for that scene and it just that they were about to do in the next episode of their show, the two actors right. and things just went too far. Mm-hmm. These are exact plots of fan fiction. As someone who's read a lot of fan <laughs> fiction, you. you're perfect for uh, writing them. I think it's because we can think plots. of the first most obvious plot, so can everyone else. So then they write that first most mm-hmm. obvious plot. Because sometimes you do just want to watch that first most obvious plot because you've watched it play um, out a million times for pretty straight people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I see the appeal of wanting to take a nice warm bath with your favorite characters in an easy scenario that just you know, fulfills your fantasy, and then you call it a day. Mine is um, Dolores. From Westworld. Just brushing a horse on a sunny day, and no one comes after her. <laughs> oh, so she Are just... you in this story? No. No, it's just a nice, pleasant It's just a nice narrative. scene of Dolores brushing a horse a story on a sunny mm-hmm. day, and then she rides the horse home. Is there a genre of fan fiction where you write yourself into it? Or is that just like journaling? Isn't that original original character? Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know more than I There are sirens coming from all sides of our apartment right now. They heard (laughs) this this insane thing you're (laughs) writing yourself. But this does remind me of I was on a (laughs) I was on a Twilight Wiki. (laughs) Thank you. And someone left a comment. I think I read this out to Maggie. Someone left a comment of like OMG, there's this new boy at school. I think he might be a vampire. Also, my name is Bella, LOL. So this person like just wrote their own Twilight fanfiction in a comment on a wiki page. So it is possible. It's been done. Did Stephanie Meyer steal the plot from that commenter? She stole the plot from her own dream. Wow. She dreamed of a scene where a man was telling a woman, I could kill you while they were laying in a bed of flowers. And then she said, oh, I'm going to make that into a book for kids. Twilight is weird because it's written how I imagine fan fiction is written. But it's based, mm-hmm. there's no um, antecedent. It's just itself. So I think if ever there was fan fiction out there better than its source material, it it's might be Twilight. for Twilight. But I have no idea how to find it. No. Because there's no good filter. And like, what are... I, Am I going to read like a whole nother Twilight book of fan fiction? Because you know the no. good ones are full of lore. Books. Lore. And you know, even if, if there is a rating system, I feel like fanfic people would only rate each other's things five stars. Listen, I hmm. am terrible at rating. So I feel their pain. <laughs> I finished reading Twilight and I was like, how am I possibly supposed to rate this next to art books that I read? Oh, art books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, uh. Uh, shit. I don't, she, I don't know how to read. She's a liar. I knew it. This whole time she can't read. Oh my goodness. In our last episode, we tried really hard to rate Twilight, the movie, through stars. Through stars. And I think we got to two. <laughs> we eventually got to two stars. <laughs> so but that feels cruel. It does. Because it is fun to watch, and we have watched you're it. You're right. It is multiple a five star times. film, five star book. Two stars means you're never going to watch it again. And we're going to watch Twilight again. 
but we have I different think, ratings. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't one star be like I shouldn't have ever watched it? Two stars, I'm never gonna watch it again. Three stars, I liked it. Four stars, I loved it. Five stars, it has that special extra thing. Great movie. I mean, I don't disagree with this. Frozen two, five, five stars. Star film. Morgan disagrees. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen it. I'm Onward, so four star film. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. I can't name a single four star film except, sorry, five star film except maybe. The 1997 cult classic Spice World. I will <laughs> die reminding you that you need to watch this film. My favorite films on Letterboxd are Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Best in Show, Carol, and League of Their Own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Because they don't have to be the best movies you've ever seen. No, they're your favorite movies. If you saw those four, five, four movies in a line, you'd be like, oh, Maggie put these movies out to trap a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of trapping a ghost, and is there any good Twilight fan fiction? We're going to write some. Yeah, I think we have to do it. If anyone can do it, it has to be us. I've never, ever written fan fiction. I've not either. But I have written spec scripts, and those always feel like you're writing fan fiction. They're like fan, fan fiction. fiction. I've done that too. It so. always feels uncomfortable and... Like a ripoff of something else. Uh, Morgan, when you're writing papers for your PhD, do you ever get an imposter syndrome and imagine you're writing a fan fiction of someone who can get a PhD? Ooh. Um, I think someone's writing a fan fiction about me, like an alternate universe <laughs> fan fiction where they're pretending I'm getting my PhD. This is like is the same we thing all live said? in a marble on a on a cat's neck. That's a Men Black reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to sit with that image for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. You've never seen Men in Black? Nope. What? Look. Okay, guys, we're going to watch Men in Black real quick, and then we'll um, come back. What's so funny, son? Carlisle asked. I think Charlie has a little crush on Esme. What? Carlisle asked again, confused by the situation. Dad, it's quite obvious he likes her. And, uh, he's admiring her lady parts, Edward whispered. Her what? Carlyle asked, still unclear as to what was going on. Then Emmett, Carlyle's other son, danced towards the eavesdropping. What? <laughs> then Emmett, Carlyle's other son, danced over towards to eavesdrop on the other... Oh, I see. It's because it's written poorly. Then Emmett, Carlyle's other son, danced over towards two eavesdropping on the earlier conversation. Her junk, her tatas, her jug, her pom-poms, her boobs, Emmett yelled. Then a pang of anger hit Carlisle Cullen. From It's Not Charlie's Fault, Chapter 2, by Carsme Carlisle X Esme. Rated Fiction K+. Welcome back. We did not watch Men in Black. Chris lied to you. No, lied to your faces. I this is it. now a lies podcast. Welcome to the podcast Lies by Chris. <laughs> by Chris. Um, I, yeah, I didn't watch Men in Black. Sorry. That was my voice acting audition to play uh, like a, a mad shopkeep. No, like a mad uh, big guy who gets shrunk into a tiny guy or oh, like turned into a, a fly in yeah, a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a movie where he's like, oh, 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 but then he goes, ah. 
Yeah, the Beetlejuice. This is my audition to play okay. Beetlejuice. Okay, I was going to say, I think you're describing Beetlejuice. The Beetlejuice, man. Ah! That's how I would describe him. My head, it's getting so small. Before we write, I think we need to take time to workshop some ideas. You know, we got everyone in the room. Well, I Morgan's love, virtually here. I love to workshop yeah, Chris. Yeah, we got to like figure out what's working and what's not working. Okay, notes. Uh, notes. Yeah, yeah, My yeah, favorite yeah. thing to give and get. Notes. It's her love language. Um, Let's start with, I guess just like our our number one ships in our heart, our pairings that we love that we'd want to see more of that we don't get enough of in the book. Chris, there's an acronym that I know you know that represents all of what you just said. No. OTP. Oh, which stands for one true pair. Ing. Oh, well, I was so close. <laughs> really close. Um, Do you want me to go first? Sure. Here's my pitch. Bella et's Rosalie. It plays out just like the Twilight movies, but, and books, but instead there's like a Rosalie when she's territorial, it's like because she fell in love with Bella too. And she has class with Bella right after Edward. So they like also have the like similar tension. And it's like, which one does Bella want to be with? Anyway, Rosalie's going to win. So it's like a Lion King one and a half situation. Like, except not because Bella's still in it. Yeah, it's not just Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. No, no, we're just revisiting the the original story, but this time, it's like what's happening behind the scenes. But except that it'll eventually it'll eventually diverge. Oh, because Bella will choose Rosalie. Sure, (gasps) she's not creepy like Edward is. She's maybe even more creepy though. She's like aggressive, but in the way that like Carol is, where it's like, oh, she's just like making sure you know who you are. I'm pro Carol. <laughs> Some people are anti Carol, and I am pro. Morgan, pro or anti Carol? I don't. Are we talking about Carol the film or Carol the character? The character. I don't know who Carol the character is from the film. From the film. Oh, Carol the titular character of the, <laughs> the film. Titular Carol. Carol. The titular I like, Carol. I don't know who Carol, Carol in Twilight is. <laughs> no, she doesn't exist. Although um, that could be a fanfic. What I'm saying is eventually when Leah gets in this mo- these books, I don't remember anything about her, but the actress that plays her is hot. So they uh, will, she will eventually get into my long, epic <laughs> uh, saga. Chapter by chapter rewrite. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, how do you feel about Carol? Um, I am not the biggest fan of Carol. I think she's hot, but deeply flawed. I think she's what written okay. better in the script than... She is on screen, which might be controversial. Are you insulting Kate Blanchett on my podcast? <laughs> oh my I don't god! Think she's, I don't think fight. she acted it badly. I think maybe the direction uh, forced Kate into a box that Carol didn't have to be in. Mm. Oh, so okay, so you're gonna pitch what a I'm Carol saying is, then you should totally watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire because it's uh-huh. all about mutual. It's tip to toe, perfect. Film. It's mutual gaze. It's Tip to toe, a perfect film. I've heard this from several people. Several straight people I know have told me that I need to watch this film. It's so good. Oh, Maggie's going to sob. <laughs> um, before she cries too much, I'll pitch my idea. Um, you know, I'm always unstanding Charlie and Carlisle. Um, mm-hmm. if, you Carlisle. Know, so like Bella's, Bella's dad and, and Edward's dad. Um, so mine, I guess... 
going to take place um, after Bella and Edward go to college. They oh, go to they go to empty nest. They syndrome. go to Syracuse. <laughs> um, Are they vampires in this fiction? Yeah. Okay. But they finally decide they're tired of being seventeen year olds in high school. Because where does, you? where do their daughter fit in? Um, the, you know, homeschool. So the daughter stays behind with Carlisle. No, when they go to college, goes with them. Okay, they live on campus. Okay, as long as your lore is tight, I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> um, so then Charlie and Carlisle left, and then you like become friends because they're like, hey, I guess your mom, your mom. What do you call? Okay, so like they're married. Hey, I'm gonna kiss your mom, my mom no, no. is what I heard you say. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So like Bella and Edward are married. So what does that make Charlie and Carlisle? In-laws. In-laws. Are they just like they are fathers and fathers in law. What are they? Uh, anyway, they're that. Uncle? Uncles. Okay, so they call each other uncle <laughs> in this one. And they go fishing and they like, you know, both reach for the tackle box and their hands touch. <gasps> And a spark literally flies because in this version, Carlisle has electricity powers. Beautiful. Uh, which they Hot. use they use for um, Dr. Manhattan style purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. A real cow ejaculation situation. Excuse me? Say more about this. You don't know that like Tyson electrocutes cows in the butt so they ejaculate? I'm say less about this. Cross off this on your bingo card. Maggie shocked me with her <laughs> comment. So no, they don't do that in my clean good boy fan fiction. They don't do that. They just talk about their feelings and they like go camping and they you know go fishing and stuff. I'm mad that you're mad. You brought it up. You soiled my perfectly good fan fiction. It happens in the power too. You should read the power, Morgan. I'll put it on my list. Okay, your All turn. Right, your turn. So I was gonna do a Glee slash Twilight crossover. <laughs> That's <nasty>. No, <laughs> I'm I and I have been struggling to figure out how it would function because the characters are so deeply different. There's no world in which they would interact with each other ever. Not at all. Unless Santana so. was a vampire and Forks had oh. a Glee club. I feel like Santana would be a werewolf. Oh. I don't know why. She's mean, though. She's mean. Or Don't you think she should mean? have, like, icy skin? Werewolves run hot. But she's also hot. Yeah. So is Rosalie. <laughs> okay. Fine, fine, fine. No, you we'll pick. Have... You pick. Also, these are Twilight fanfics, and there are no, va- no werewolves in Twilight. Just the rumor of them. Yeah. There are no, hmm. no, no bad choices in fanfic. There are no bad choices in fanfic. I think, after listening to Chris's story, I think... I would like to do the fem slash version of that fanfic where instead of Charlisle, it's Renee and Esme. <gasps> Renesme. Renesme. <laughs> All right, the moms are And the are two moms, in. instead of meeting over a tackle box on a camping trip, they meet at a parent-teacher conference and... The biology teacher, the chemistry teacher, biology teacher. Yeah, the bio teacher. Chris's enemy. The biology teacher sends them the same when to meet link, and they accidentally plan to meet at the exact same time. And they show up both in a hurry, in a huff, annoyed that both of their children have done something wrong or that the biology teacher has illegally drawn blood from their children. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a true. And they maniac. reach for the door handle at the same time. They touch <gasps> hands, and sparks fly. Similarly, they are not electrocuted. They are not shocked, <laughs> but they open the door and find that there's no teacher in there. They just have an empty classroom to themselves. Do they both try to go into the door at the exact same time? Or are they like jostling to be the first one in? Uh, yeah, yeah. They accidentally like brushed each other <gasps> in ways that like only happen in really juicy fanfics. Oh. You know how the subtlest touch is so intimate? Mm-hmm. And when you're 12, you're like, this is the sexiest thing ever. <laughs> 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 Just me, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, this is a PG-13 uh, fanfic, so I can't tell you what happens in the classroom, but they uh, m- make something special out of their interaction in there. Pottery. Pottery. Pottery, yeah. That's good. This is the film Ghost. That's what's happening. <laughs> it's Ghost. Pretty good. Okay, I think we should switch it up. Yeah, okay, so it's good to get our like our, our, number, our number one picks going, but I think we also got to like... Get some get some new ideas in the room, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So I uh, went through the hard work of uh, creating a random Twilight uh, fan fiction generator. Um, Thank you for going through that work. Chris. Yeah, it's the kind of work that I live for is uh, making a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has characters and also like the type of fan fiction, the genre. Okay. Um, do you just want to go into it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, Maggie? Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is. An alternate universe fan fiction with Alice and Victoria. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Alternate universe. Yeah. Alice is in the mental institution. Victoria and James come in, but instead of James imprinting on Alice, it's Victoria. And Victoria turns Alice into a vampire instead. So it's like Alice is like, one of the bad vamps, and she can see the future. Oh. There are still vampires in your alternate, vampires and werewolves in your alternate alternate universe? There are. The alternate universe is that, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, Alice isn't one of the good guys anymore. Okay. I see. Does that count? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the arbiter of fan fiction. Does that count? I more? think that counts enough. I think typically alternate universe is, like, truly a different world. But they still have their vampire, like, you can still have your powers or your character traits in that alternate universe. Okay, okay, okay. That counts. All right. If it counts, it counts. That's good. It's steampunk. Call it steampunk. And then I do not want it to be steampunk. <laughs> Maggie hates steampunk. I do not want to watch. I don't want to wa- write in a watch that has gears, but like a cuckoo comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> they have boots that have steam coming out of them to make him walk faster or whatever. Boo. Oh. No ropes, no gears. Okay. No goggles. Here we go. No boats that fly. Uh, the robot tells me I should write one with Emmett and Lauren, corn silk hair girl. Okay. But just a fluff piece. Okay. Just, I don't know. They <laughs> Fluff is like it's not, uh, it's not porn. They just, uh, just, Emmett just asks Lauren for some change. No, no, no. Like, it's like, <laughs> fluff is like, correct me if I'm wrong, Morgan. It's like nice. It's like, uh, like sugary sweet. Like, mm-hmm. they're both like laying crushes. in bed on a Sunday morning, tracing mm-hmm. each other's skin or uh, whatever. Uh, tracing skin? Yeah. Oh. Haven't you ever been in love, Chris? Never. You know you're in love when you've traced their skin onto various canvases. <laughs> <laughs> like a body... Like like a chalk outline. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Emmett and Lauren. 
just two weirdo friends. That's a pairing you, no one ever has asked for. All right, Morgan. Yes, I'm ready. So you, the robot did give me Bella Swan <gasps> X Bella Swan. Whoa! Oh my God. <laughs> in a one shot. A one shot? Is this like in a, the same universe? Yeah. yeah. Up to you. Make um, it in the Orphan Black universe. <laughs> well, Clones, that's what baby. I was going to say. I was going to say that Bella meets her clone <laughs> or her twin. It's, <gasps> I'm thinking like Orphan Black slash the parent trap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she meets her twin on her way from Arizona to Forks. But it's Bella several years in the future. But it's So Bella is already a vampire and her own blood sings to her. Whoa. Her twin's blood sings to her. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I was going to say she has like this premonition that she's going to meet Edward. And Edward is torn between the two Bellas. He doesn't <gasps> know if he wants fresh blood or the already vampirized. What's, what's a verb to turn into a vampire? The vampire turned. Bella. I think it's just turned. It's um, it's an existential crisis. I it's a, love this Bella Bella fic. Bella Bella fic. <laughs> and I think the chapters should alter. Oh, it's a one shot. Never mind. There's no chapters. It's no just chapters. you have to get this all in one uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know who's talking at any given time, though. Oh, <laughs> so confusing. It's really confusing. I love it. <laughs> yes. All right. It's an objectively bad fan But one is older, is. right? Because one is stuck at 19 as a vampire. Correct. And yeah. the other one is like now 22. So it could be like 28-year-old yeah. Bella meeting 19. So you can say like, blah, 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 the older woman said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty good. Okay, now we have to force each other to do stuff. Morgan, you have to write Bella Bella. You simply must. Okay. Right now? In a second, we're, we're going to assign the rest of the pitches. Haven't you been in a business meeting before? Forgive me, forgive me. Chris? Yeah? Your cow ejaculation one. I'm not going to write that, but I will write my charl out on there, you know. Fish, I think that's the charl. better of the two. What do you think, Morgan? I'm more excited by this, for sure. I think you should write your charl out one. I don't thank think you, you could, you. in good conscience, write the cow ejaculation story. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could write that. I am absolutely positive someone could write that. <laughs> I think Maggie could write that story. Please don't make me write so that. so much. And for Maggie, what was your second one again? What was the robot? What did the robot tell you? Oh, the robot told me a Victoria and Alice alternate universe. I do want to see that. Okay. This sounds pretty good. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, force ourselves to write something really quick. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to read you our good, good fan fiction. Okay, bye. Bella was shocked and horrified with what was going on. That's your husband? That thing is your husband? Why is your husband a hideous monster and not a smoldering hot Adonis? The creature went over to Bella and slapped her across the face as hard as he could. In fact, he slapped Bella so hard that he knocked some of her back molars out of her mouth. Silence, you cur! I am Emperor Skexo, Emperor of the Skexies! How dare you insult me like that! 
that. Leave her alone, you! Before Edward could strike back in protest, Mayuri cast a spell on both Edward and Bella. As she casted the spell, the lovers were unconscious and fell to the ground. <laughs> that should silence them for a little bit, Mary cackled. That was the last thing Bella and Edward heard before everything went black. From Down the Hatch by Bostian Fantasies. Dark Crystal and Twilight Crossover, rated T. <laughs> okay, guys, we took a break. Wow, the creative juices are flowing. We are in a whole new world. Maggie stopped writing and said, wow, I should write a book. Is this?" <laughs> and then she said, is this what fanfiction writers are like? Are we now fanfic writers? We should have been doing this all along. I feel so refreshed. Mm-hmm. It's I like, should have set a timer and made myself write on the for 10 minutes on the first day of quarantine. I feel like I can do anything now. It's like journaling, but you don't have to do your own feelings. You can do someone else's. Mm-hmm. That is such a true point, but you're still <laughs> getting your stress out. Mm-hmm. I Mine is so dramatic, mine and too. I tried to really channel that fan fiction voice, oh, so it's kind of fun. Mine's dramatic in a tension, in a... In a, in a Tension way. <laughs> Mine's sort of film noir. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, Morgan, what's your genre? Mine's also dramatic. It's suspenseful oh i'm excited i'm very excited uh just so that the the listeners know we timed ourselves for 10 minutes not a moment more that's all we did for this i think mine should have some you know light underscoring okay like what kind like a banjo um you know this is oh i'm I'm gonna title mine gone fishing oh i didn't title mine we'll have to title them as we go i yeah i came up with that right now are we ready It was a beautiful day, slightly cloudy with a few drops of rain making the still pond ripple. A light breeze flowed across the clearing, through the trees, and, eventually, perfectly, through Charlie's hair. (gasps) He smelled great today, Carlisle thought. His heightened scent of smell caught notes of stale beer, fried fish, and cheap laundry detergent clinging to Charlie's clothes. He liked it. So, uh... Charlie began as he usually did, unsure and awkward. So she's gone then? Just for the next three months, Carlisle said. Esme had taken up a residency at the Seattle Philharmonic as a pianist for the spring season. (laughs) After the kids had finally left the Cullen house, Esme felt she didn't need to stay home and watch over the family any longer and wanted to take up music again. Right, right. More time for us guys then. Carlisle chuckled and sipped his beer. Carlisle smiled. Charlie wasn't a great flirt, mostly because he didn't know he was flirting. Or at least he was very good at playing dumb. Carlisle reached across the tackle box. So did Charlie. Their hands touched. A spark flittered across Carlisle's pale, thin fingers and arced over to Charlie's. Damn, Charlie said, pulling his hand back from the pain. He sucked on the back of his hand where the shock landed. Sorry about that, Char, Carlisle said. (laughs) I'm not used to close contact with humans that I, well, what? That I am enamored with. I've only been with Esme, you see. Carlisle turned his face away and stared across the pond, suddenly feeling quite self-conscious. Charlie didn't say anything for a moment. Just a song of frogs and a distant elk bleeding in the distance echoed in the air. It has been nice seeing you, he said. Except for electric shocks, of course. He smiled. Carlisle laughed. Maybe I just need to practice with you to control it. Oh? Charlie's mustache 
twitched the way it does when he was concentrating hard on something. Yes, here. Carlyle reached his hand across gently, beckoning. Charlie set his beer down and cautiously reached out. He was staring at Carlyle's hand, but Carlyle was staring at Charlie's deep brown eyes. The hair on Charlie's arm and his mustache stood on end <laughs> as the electricity built. He let out a sigh as his hand reached Carlyle's, and a pleasant hum coursed through his body. Three months is a long time to be alone, he said. That's the end of my fanfic. You should publish this. You should really Chris, publish this. Put it online. <laughs> Let me say it that is. That is the next step. We all have to put our fanfictions online and then read humiliating reviews of them. <laughs> this is, call me by your vamp. Call me by your vamp. That's my ideal Carly Charlisle um, gone fishing. I love that. I Thank absolutely you. love it. Yep. It was dramatic. Mm-hmm. It was And it got dramatic. much more serious than I thought. But it, was. But it so. felt so real. Like, that's really how fan fiction is written. The quivering of the <laughs> Thank you. I really, Authentic. I'm, I'm really uh, uh, a natural. Yes. I know you've yeah. written fan fiction before. I know you've read fan fiction before. You can't I've read books. <laughs> Quote, I've read books. Big brag, I've <laughs> read books. Boo. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll okay. Oh, Maggie's really excited to go. Okay. This is called... Grifter. Oh. I also want music. Okay. Y'all, I want you to pick. Don't make it. It's serious. Okay, I'm going to pick clown music. Don't pick clown music. The entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had done this a hundred times before. It was a simple grift. She and James, like every time had before, had already visited the hospital to try and understand their mark. But that's when things started getting messy. Victoria wasn't used to caring. She was hardened. She had to be. You couldn't make it as a vampire in Chicago without knowing how to cut throats and get by. And she knew she was lucky to have met James all those years ago. Sure, he was rough around the edges, but without him, she never would have learned the art of what they did. It didn't normally feel like this, though. She stared up at the institution, gray stone covered in ivy, and it looked decrepit, even though it had only been established a few years before. Forty-two, maybe? It was in the information James told her to memorize, but she got so distracted. Alice. Her face swirled into focus at the forefront of her mind again. It was near constant. James handed her the file, and she memorized what she needed to know, as always. She was locked up in the loony bin like all the others, but her story was different. The doctor had taken a particular interest in Alice Montgomery, date of birth, at April 4th, 1922. But because she claimed to see visions of the future... Victoria shuddered thinking about it. Was Alice watching her this very instant? (gasps) Her brother had a similar gift so many years before, so Victoria didn't laugh it off like James did. She was worried. At the back of Alice's file, there was a small photograph paper-clipped to the soft, tearing paper. Alice had bright green eyes, so alive despite her circumstances. Victoria couldn't help but imagine how Alice's bone structure could sharpen perfect, how her eyes could turn blood red if James bumped into her and pulled her away from her thoughts. 
Don't get lost on me now, Vic. It's time. He was teasing. Victoria nodded, but didn't laugh. Black eyes focused on a far window. There, she said. That window on the east wing. That's where she'll be. Victoria headed for the door. She knew all the moves from here. She breezed past the nurses, dazzling them, whispering lies about her missing sister, who means no harm, really. She's always been a bit funny, doctor, but I can take her from here. Until she made it to the room, the closed door on the east wing, and reached for the knob. Dun, dun, Drama. End of fic. Whoa. Let me say, here's what I, my hot take is maybe we're better at writing than Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> 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 uh, that's my hottest take. Thank mm-hmm. you. Love the backstory. Beautiful. Loved hinting at it's, not, it's in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Great little technique. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Beautiful. I, I'm shocked can't wait to read more (laughs) our instagram fans will want more okay guys if okay you have you simply must reach out on instagram slash our email and slash fem slash our email and really just we need we need fan art we need your Mm. fanfics based on our fanfics please write draw if you can draw i'm thinking of our one friend who can draw you know who you are (laughs) If you can draw, draw our fix, please. Or <gasps> you don't do fan art, but you could. You could do the book covers for these books for that these we're writing. <laughs> okay, Morgan, you are up. Knock our socks. The best off. for last. The best for last. Or resident geologist. I would also love music in the background. I think I want like moody music. Ooh, Let's see. Okay. like Paramore. Like Paramore, yes. Okay, like Paramore. <laughs> This is thus far untitled. I think I might <gasps> might name. Is it, it called the quote, other thus woman? far and untitled? I think it should be called the other woman. <gasps> oh, that that's a get... great name for the pitch that we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bella awoke to a bright light. Everything was fuzzy. The world seemed unclear. A silhouette appeared in front of her, blocking out the sun. Hey, the teenage girl said calmly. Are you okay? Bella tried to get up, but the teenage girl kept her down. Whoa, Bella said. Head dizzy. What happened? You parked on the service road by your dad's house and tried to cross the street in the rain, but a car swerved and almost hit you, Bella, said the teenage girl. My husband saved you. I did? I don't even remember how I got to Forks. Last I remember, I was in my house in Phoenix going to... Wait a minute. She paused. How do you know my name? How do you know where I was going? And aren't you a little young to be married? (laughs) 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 Just then, Bella looked up and noticed that the girl before her was her. Well, kind of. The girl who was helping her was Bella at age 19, still youthful and dewy, unlike her now jaded, worn... 29-year-old self. (laughs) Behind young Bella, capital Y, capital B, (laughs) behind young Bella, stood a chiseled, handsome, pale man. He hardly looked 18, barely old enough to get married. Young Bella claimed 
claimed that this man had saved her, but he didn't have a scratch on him. How peculiar. The older Bella looked at the reflection of what her life could have been, what her youth could have been had she moved to Forks to live with her dad all those years ago, instead of insisting on going on a baseball world tour with her mom's boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She could have found love. She could have known Washington. She could have prevented that one really awful sunburn that totally destroyed her skin. (laughs) And she could have known her dad before he passed. Why am I here? The older Bella asked. We've brought you here to warn you, young Bella said. We have a chance to make things right. (laughs) That is so good and much more fun than ours. It felt the most fanfic because it's insane to be like, we're omens. But I love the twist of old Bella is seeing an alt- ugh, the alternate universe version of herself. Good. Great. It's a real it's a wonderful I'm, life. If I can vampires. give you a note, I'm pretty upset about Charlie being dead. That got I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was struggling. Originally, he wasn't going to be dead, but then... There was no. I, here's what conflict. I'm saying. I think Bella I in his life said, is good. Originally, he wasn't going to be dead when we really, literally, had ten minutes to conceive and write of these stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> conceive and write of. I, um. Well, the thing is, maybe in you know this fanfic, it's positing that Charlie would survive. Well, he, other he things need, happen. He needs Bella in his life to ground him, or else he's kind of lost, and who knows what could happen to him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. These good. Amazing. Mm-hmm can't wait to- um we're gonna be right back one more time we're gonna play mash yeah we thought hey if we're gonna do fanfic let's live in the fanfic morgan asked about do people write themselves in yeah we're gonna do that right now this is the original fanfic mash, mash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who wants to go first she wants to be mashed mash me first mommy okay tell me when to stop i, I don't really know how mash works stop well, i didn't start because i was I know you. I, I'll just. I, I'll answer the problem. Tell me when to start. Stop. Stop. So the first step of mash is you draw a spiral and you count how many edges are in the spiral and that's how many you go before you cross mm. them. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Chris. Yep. Or should I call you Esme? Uh-huh. And Esme, I know you already know this, but did you remember that you got married in a Velcro? Outfit. Uh-huh. Right. It was a beautiful day. Uh, on a beautiful day to your lovely husband, Jacob. Oh, <laughs> and cougar. promptly moved into his mansion oh. in Forks. Wow. And now you drive your 13 kids and your ugly cat <laughs> around in your rocket ship. <laughs> okay, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pet is ugly cat. <laughs> well, they can't all be good, I guess. Okay, Morgan. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Morgan, or should I call you Jessica? <gasps> My sister's name. <laughs> oh. I I know, again, I, I know you already know this, Jessica, but for the for the listeners at home, I want to remind them that you got married wearing guts <laughs> to Jasper. Okay. Oh and then gosh. moved into his shack in Forks. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors, Chris. 
where you raise your six kids and your BDSM pet. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. But don't worry, you just get around on the subway. Uh, <laughs> the Forks the subway. Forks metro. <laughs> FRT Forks Rapid Transit. <laughs> okay, this is a nasty vision. <laughs> Shaq. BDSM Jessica pet. and Jasper, six kids, BDSM pet. You got married wearing guts. <laughs> like Lady like, Gaga's meat dress. Some sort of horrible cult marriage. Does someone else want to do mine? Or should I just do it? Well, I can do yours. Okay. I, you know know how, how? I know how it works now. You, go, you, you count cross all out, the you things cross, yeah, and you yeah, cross yeah, out yeah. The, the number of the last. Right, right, right. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Are you ready? Yes. Well, um, Maggie, or as I should call you Renee. Oh, shoot. Um, I'm just going to run down the things you already know about yourself. Okay. Um, for example, you're married to Jessica. <gasps> Excellent. <laughs> um, you're our neighbor in Forks. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very funny that we all ended up with Forks because Forks was not the only option. And you, um, you know, we all went to your beautiful, beautiful wedding where you yes. were in full camo. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very nice. Um, and with your sensible one child. Thank you, oh Bella. Bella and your pet deer. Bella. Who's more, I think, just a deer that goes in your backyard that you name your pet. Yeah, but we got on that National Geographic show, Interesting Pet Friends. Yeah, and, and then you get around you get around Forks, not on the metro or the rocket ship, but you just have your kayak. So <laughs> you kind of paddle around in. Eco-friendly. I feel like this is the saddest of them. Some even though even though Morgan got married in guts. Oh, what's my house like? You are in a mansion, I should say. Okay, so I have a mansion and a really nice kayak. And uh, mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick is my hot wife, so I feel like I want and you guys all suck. <laughs> That's Renee, but I'm baby. Anna Renee's a, uh, unhinged. Renessica. Renessica. Um, Morgan, thank you for coming on this beautiful podcast. Wow, thank, thank you for thank inviting you. me. Thank you for recording with us for all of almost three hours. We've had a great time. <laughs> thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I'm going to go read fan fiction now. Oh, no. Hang up. And what read Morgan, some please, Glee please don't. Them slash Twilight fanfic. Hot. If you bum. write it, please send it to us. Absolutely. Uh, please, uh, we'll be posting our fanfics as written onto uh, Wattpad or whatever. Uh, find us out on the internet. Find us on the internet. Our screen name will be Renessica420. <laughs> four- for 2069. Renessica for 2069. If you see something that's going to be us. <laughs> this is broken, <laughs> Maggie. Okay, before we get broken any longer, I have to tell you, reach out to us on Instagram. Yes, our Instagram handle is at Edward is a vampire pod. Send us your fanfics, long form. Please. Please send it to us, to our uh, email uh, Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. We will read them. We will read them. We will love every moment of them. Uh, and please tell us what you think of our fanfics. We are not doing this for any other reason than for you, our Edheads, to stroke our big heads. <laughs> please stroke my I'm gonna ego. start. I'm gonna start my Patreon where I sell mine. My uh Your fanfics? my fanfics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hot. Fun. You'll have to, it'll they'll have to get lustier. Oh, they will. Okay. This is just the start. Perfect. Okay, I do have to go and start writing these because I see money opportunity. Um, Morgan, thank you for coming. Is there anywhere do you want these people to have uh, to you know read your dissertation? 
Uh, no, I do not want you to read my dissertation. <laughs> okay. Uh, As it's that's pretty much a read on our listeners, but... But you can read my memes at Mergen Burkers, M-R-G-N-V-C-K-R-S, my name without any vowels. <laughs> Your name with no vowels. Pretty much every social media platform. Excellent. George has finally, our cat, has finally awoken. And he is grumpy. So we got to take care of this big boy. We're going to take care of our, as a cop who came into our house once called him Ripe Watermelon. <laughs> he smacked my cat on the belly and said, oh, you're a ripe watermelon, aren't you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he made fun of all my Harry Potter stuff. Oh. <laughs> we are anti-cop because of these reasons. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you next week. We're going to be reading the next book. Oh, yeah, we start New Moon next, next week. week. Can you believe it, Morgan? I can't. I'm so excited. I saw New Moon in theaters with my childhood best friend. I pirated New Moon in Germany to watch with my brother. These are hot takes that we simply have to get into. Can't soon. wait. See you next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Oh, one big, big sloppy boy. one. A smooch. Yeah, yeah.